Welcome to Consider the Question, a weekly program that invites you to thoughtfully consider the questions raised by the world around us from a Christian worldview. I'm your host, Jeremy Dice, the President and General Counsel of the Family Policy Council of West Virginia. Unless you have managed to avoid every conceivable form of news coverage in the past 24 hours, you know by now that the Supreme Court of the United States issued a long-expected decision related to the issue of marriage. Actually, it issued two long-expected rulings. In one, the court denied standing to the private group that had defended the vote of 7 million Californians when their elected representatives refused to enforce the popular vote. While the real outcome of that case is still being measured, it seems that the court has refrained from invalidating the right of citizens to amend their constitution and clearly has stopped short of pulling a Roe v. Wade on the issue of marriage. That is, at no point did the court find a fundamental right to the redefinition of marriage in our country's constitution. That's good news, however short-lived such news may be. But in the companion case that asked the court to consider Section 3 of the Defense of Marriage Act, also known as DOMA, that section of federal law that, for purposes of federal law, defined marriage as the union of one man and one woman, Justice Kennedy, writing for the majority of the court, struck down that central portion of DOMA. He did so on the rationale that the only possible way in which lawmakers would have so legislated was that their actions were born out of animus, a hatred for same-sex individuals. In the process, he gave short shrift not only to the importance of the most central unit of our society of marriage, but also to the legitimate function of a legislature to define its own statutory terms. Among many other thoughts, the court's decision on Wednesday has caused me to consider the question, are we as a country more free because of the Supreme Court? My answer is no, and I think I have at least one justice on my side, and maybe more. Writing in a scathing dissent, Justice Antonin Scalia wrote, quote, This case is about power in several respects. It is about the power of our people to govern themselves and the power of this court to pronounce law. Today's opinion aggrandizes the latter with the predictable consequence of diminishing the former. We have no power to decide this case, he says, and even if we did, we have no power under the Constitution to invalidate this democratically adopted legislation. The court's errors on both points spring forth from the same diseased root, an exalted conception of the role of this institution in America, unquote. Justice Scalia goes on to pick apart the logic, if we can call it that, of the majority opinion. It is an opinion, he makes clear, that is rooted more in pop psychology and a desire for appeasement than it is stemming from the historical position of the Supreme Court of the United States. For Scalia, the grand danger of the court's decision is less the decision to invalidate the definition of marriage in federal law, though that is certainly a great concern of his. His furor is reserved for a court that asserts itself as above not only the people who might be ruled by it, but above the other supposedly separate and equal branches of government. In other words, the Supreme Court of the United States has far overreached its bounds. But the question to consider is whether we are more free today. The answer, even for those who claim victory in the ongoing debate over the definition of marriage, must be no. For if a court can assert itself above the will of the people, above their duly elected representatives, and do so while castigating them for their subjective motivations and not their legal, political, or constitutional argument— well, then it's a court that has asserted itself as the country's moral authority. In other words, today we may yet be one nation under God, but our motto might be amended to read, One Nation Under God and the Supreme Court of the United States. Thanks for listening. For more thoughts from an advocate's perspective, be sure to visit jeremydice.com. To learn more about the Family Policy Council of West Virginia, just visit familypolicywv.com. And be sure to join me again next week for another chance to consider the question.